Hello and welcome to Hanging Out with Hanger 9, the best and official London Spitfire and British Harbour Game fan podcast. I'm Squiddy. And I am Tony. Brilliant. Yeah, we've got Tony Ray joining us this week. Tony, why not? Why don't you give a viewers a bit of a context as to who you are within Hanger 9? Yes, I am part of the Hanger 9 team. I am the lead designer. Uh, I'm sometimes hands-off, but we've got a whole bunch of new designers joining, so... It's a really exciting time for Hangar 9 going into the new season and going into new contenders. We have a lot of graphics that we can make, so there's a lot of help that I can give there. And I wanted to come on and enjoy some more time podcasting with y'all because I've been doing a podcast myself and wanted to kind of freshen up and share things with all of you. So I wanted to come and, and hang out on Hanging Out with Hangar 9. And as always, it is lovely to have you. The uh, the viewers that have been with us for the last couple of months will have seen you before. Um, you popped up with myself on the Golden Spanners. A long time ago. It was the Golden <laughs> Spanners where... What was that? In, was that our like recap of the regular season, I think it was? Yeah, it was our end of year awards. Yeah. That nobody wanted. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's a new season, as Tony said. We've got a lot of people at Hangar 9, but that's not really the only place where changes have been made. YouTube has also made its changes to help streamline the watching of Overwatch League, and it's what everyone's been crying out for. It's actually been able to link your YouTube account to your Blizzard so you can watch it on a nice telly and not have to have your browser open on a laptop upstairs while you watch it on a nice fancy screen or at we, least that's what i did when we i just want what we already screen. had you know we just want what was already on twitch you know mm. <laughs> yeah I've, it's about time that the changes were implemented like if twitch were already doing it why why is it taking so long to catch up but obviously it's not going to be without its bugs so I'd, I'd probably say be patient with it because it's probably going to be a little bit jerry oh yeah definitely i mean they already have re i did i think i saw someone saying they reduced the hours for the contender skins that were available this month because of technical issues and if you can't actually use your youtube account for contenders you still got to go to the website which is slightly annoying but, I mean, you can't have everything. But for Overwatch League, it should work perfectly. And we can clip now, like on Twitch. It, YouTube is now just becoming like Twitch, I think. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> All we need are the uh, sub emotes and stuff. And then it'll be perfect. But the question is, when you've got something new, you've got to test it, right? So... Overwatch League actually came up with something fun to test the drop system on YouTube, and that was the experimental card tournament. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I, I think the entire concept of this experimental card tournament was brilliant. You had the players and like a kind of committee essentially go through and try and make good changes to make interesting Overwatch, and it has bugged you, Tony. Am I right? There's a certain change that has just, you know grinded your gears well i've i've been really enjoying these seamless transitions you all are, are <laughs> professionals <laughs> this is fun fun to to watch and listen to but um i also enjoyed the committee aspect of it and it was really enlightening to see them bring on people that are really talented with these various heroes to kind of uh put forward different nerves 
but one of the ones that brought forward was a, a significant buff to Torb, and I started the game maining Torb like a gremlin, oh. and I, I, he's still my like second most hours on a hero, like 300 hours on Torb, and I can't tell you the kind of nightmare it was to play on the experimental card tournament and have someone just throw out Torb, and you're suddenly playing 7v6, you know? 8v6. It's just too much going on. I can find and deal with some extra turrets, no problem. And if there's one Torb turret, you're just like, okay, it's just him and his friend. But when it's just a, you know, you came to the wrong neighborhood of Torbs and his turrets, <laughs> that's too much, you know? It's just Torb and his pack of gangsters at this point, isn't it? That's a hell of an explanation. <laughs> I, I just like the idea of having a turret stacked on top of another turret going through an amp matrix. That would just um That would just absolutely destroy anything. That works I'm in silver gold. If that happens, I'm uninstalling. <laughs> <laughs> gone. I'm I'm a mercy rain, so anything like a turret is just absolute nightmare fuel for me. So the idea of them being two of them. And then that being amplified, it's just, no. I'm, I'm just going to jump off that cliff over there. It's fine, don't worry. Um, just before we started recording, my wife was playing some comp, and she usually plays Zenyatta, and she was getting so frustrated. She's like, why is my team not playing this, or not killing this Torb turret? And I was like, just imagine if there was two of them for your team to not kill. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah, when your team <laughs> ignores it, it's the worst uh, kind of thing. But, I mean, another character change that they made, which I really liked, was the one to Anna, where she could nano herself, kind of like in the death match you do before, you're, when while you're waiting for a game. I like that change. I would like that in the actual game, because I think there'd be a situation where you could, if you're the last one surviving, rather than being staggered, you nano yourself and run away. <laughs> or just self-nano and then cheese it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it would work. Is that an improvement? I mean, Give it more depends on your evasive skills, doesn't it? If you just straight run from a fight, then you're probably going to get gunned down. Well, if you, but if, if you, you nano, like, strafe, you might be all right. If you nano and then nade yourself as well, as you get lower, <laughs> because you're nanoed as well, you'll get extra healing from it. You would take reduced damage. You sleep anyone that gets close to you. I think you can escape. Legitimate question, then, based on... You've, you've sold it. You've sold it to me. <laughs> Who would win out of self-nanoed Anna and two turret Torb? I think Anna would do it. I think she could go the distance. Think, oh, no? Okay. I think the Torb does it. I think unless you're like Jonak or Jaehong and can just no-scope those turrets or whatever, you're, you're going to get hit. I can't believe we just had like a moment where we were talking about incredible Anna players and you completely washed over creative. I'm I so mean, sad. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> you well, put Jonak over creative when it comes to Anna I don't, it plays. Was just a, it was just mechanical players that first came to mind. <laughs> you, I, I'm with Tony on this one. I think it would be Anna. Well, I think we should. Scary. We should stop being cowards and just give her a jetpack. <laughs> She'd be like Boba Fett. <laughs> oh my god, that would be terrifying. But I am <laughs> down for it. Jetpack, and instead of a really slow, like um, rifle style dart gun, we just give her a machine gun. 
I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. That just sounds terrifying. But of course, with this experimental tourney, you could play it yourself in regular Overwatch, but we had some actually serious teams put themselves into this tournament. Okay, middlingly serious. We had some representation from the London Spitfire in the form of the Danish Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> Made up of, if I can remember off the top of my head, I know Fisher was in it. Our coach was, was on the team. That's the only one that I can You're absolutely lost remember. though, aren't you? Yeah, you, I'm absolutely you're completely lost. lost. <laughs> Either way, the representation was there. How did they do? Not too well, if I remember. <laughs> um, unfortunately, but it's experimental. I think we, you, Kiwi, you raised the point that it might be because they're just so used to, you know, regular Overwatch and how they're... I mean, we were talking to them last week or the week couple last weeks and they're saying they're going to sleep at 3, 4 in the morning just playing NA Overwatch. They're used to high-level not to Torb 2 turret. Yeah, and I think when you're in that kind of pattern where you know the metas, you know the heroes, it's kind of muscle memory at this point as to how they work and how to counter... So when somebody throws something like that at you, like a, a self nano in Anna, I'm I'm running away from that. I don't care how long you've been playing the game. That's that's gonna shake someone. <laughs> yeah. Would this would the self nano would the self nano Anna be called Nana? <gasps> oh my god. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's Nana. God damn it. <laughs> Copyright it right now. Sorry, that's all. That's all I have to contribute. <laughs> But we did, obviously, it was broken into regions. So we did have the three different winners. So for the EU region, I would love to be able to just go, yay, we won it again, as per usual. But no, Paris, we have to give them credit where credit is due. Paris came out top of EU. Unfortunately. I mean, I mean, they can, they can win that. We'll beat them in Overwatch League. That That's all I care about. So I'm, I I'm mean, fine with that. Fights are more fun when they're fair, right? Put some hype behind mm. Paris. We've got plenty of hype behind us. Makes the rivalry better. Everybody wins. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We'll have a good battle for the channel. Exactly. Love that. I'm Boston. Surprise, surprise. Hey. One NA. I think, but I mean, I think, I know we said, no, let's not take this uh, little tournament seriously, but I think Boston, you know, in their little, what was it, the Steel Series that Spitfire competed a couple of weeks ago. Boston gave a really good showing there, and with maybe winning this, it might be the what they need to go on and have a much better season than last year. Even if it's a bit of a not a joke tournament, but even if it is a bit more of a light-hearted tournament, you've you've got to admit the momentum's there, mm, and it definitely. it can only feel good to start the season with a couple of wins behind you. And I'm happy to see it because coming from the bottom. You know me, I love a good underdog, but at the same time, I don't like it when teams are just getting steamrolled every single week. Mm. So I'm happy to happy to see them win something. I mean, it can't get much worse than last season, so. <laughs> it was so weird coming into the end of that, because you're like, do I want them to have an actual competition, or will it actually feel bad if they, you know, have to compete? You know, if it... The light has been turned <laughs> on. Oh my god, you're a magician! Um... <laughs> I just realized that the sun was going lower and lower, and I was like, oh no, what do I do? Um, 
but yeah, getting to the end of the last season for Hurricanes, where they were basically undefeated, and then we're getting right down to the end of it, and it's just like, are they going to lose it at the last minute? Are we really going to do that? But it was, I guess, about time, you know, for other teams to finally learn and, and figure them out, and it's it can get kind of boring, you know, when there's this given, there's this even more pressure where you're like, oh, they'll win, and when they start struggling even a tiny bit, you're like, oh no. You know, is yeah, it like a it. if if you can make a god bleed, does it just make it <laughs> way easier if it for bleeds, everyone? Bleeds, we can kill it. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, so many, so many references. Oh, and then in the APAC region, Kiwi's favorite team, the Chengdu Hunters, uh, won. They probably really like the ball change as well, with twenty five percent smaller ball. I'm not sure if they actually played <laughs> Hammond at all, but. I mean, I'd be surprised if they didn't. Let us know in uh, the comments below if they actually did. I might have to check that after. <laughs> I love the idea of them making Hammond smaller because he's a hamster and I find the idea absolutely adorable. And you know, I have a lot of love for Hammond. Um, but yeah, I'll say it. I'll, I'll die on this hill, Squiddy. They are not my favourite team. Yes, they are. <laughs> you say this every You've committed. time. You've committed to this now. God's you put sake. them in the grand finals, I'm fairly sure, against Paris. Tell us, tell us why you don't like the Hunters. Give us one good reason. I don't have a reason why I don't like the Hunters. I do like the Hunters. However, <laughs> it, got to the, it got to the point... Look at Squiddy's face. <laughs> it got to the point on the podcast last year where every time Chengdu were mentioned, Squiddy would be like, Kiwi? <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, back off. Like... <laughs> I respect them, but they're not my favourite. And then I, bu- I made the mistake of when Ark released their Overwatch collaboration with the Hoodies. I made the mistake of buying the one with Hammond on it. And then it just kind of stopped. It was yellow and... as well. It was yellow, the same, it's, or orange. It's, it's like the blue. same colours. It, it's, no, wait. <laughs> There's an orange one. I swear the it was tracer, orange. The Tracer. Oh. Orange. <laughs> the Hammond one is blue. But yeah, since then it's kind of stuck. So if okay, Chengdu yeah. are listening to this, I am apparently Chengdu's number one fan. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. However, <laughs> I'm more of a fan of the British Hurricane than I am Chengdu Hunters. So wow. I much prefer to have a deep dive into the British Hurricane. Absolutely than pa- than ghosts of Chengdu past. <laughs> absolutely seamless yeah we haven't actually been able to talk about them much on the podcast because of those interviews with the spitfire players which you can check out with links down below but i'm excited for this new hurricane side i think content eu contenders especially this year is gonna be a very tasty proposition uh i think the people that hurricane have brought on especially with former i believe obey alliance players with scaripper will just i think it'll it'll be very interesting to see what they do next year uh, in the season coming out what do you guys think hurricane will be i just i just want to confirm we did pick up helve right yes i will check right then we're now. gonna be fine we if did. we have we if did. we have helve then we're gonna be fine I, I i guarantee you if we have helve everything's gonna work out i just remember watching contenders last season and being like this man, this one main tank, this is the main tank difference. He is here to protect us all. If we have health, we're going to be fine. That's, that's the, the, the phrase I'm going to stick with, like going into any match. As long as health is playing and he's there protecting everyone, 
Nothing can happen. Nothing bad can happen. Should That's... we nickname him our Swiss Superman? Oh god, yes, please. That's amazing. <laughs> That's a poster in the making if I've ever heard of it. <laughs> I'll have to make that for you then. Yay! <laughs> Absolutely. And obviously Sparker as well. Spark yeah. is still playing between the two, so would you call him the veteran at this point? Definitely, I definitely. Team, you would, wouldn't you? I think, and it's crazy because yeah, be- he's so young. I know, right? He's like a baby. Yeah, he has the experience of being on that dominant Hurricane side from last season, especially in going into some of those higher pressure matches where they had that streak on them and you kind of they had to want they wanted to keep it upheld uh, i don't think the hurricane will be it will will have that same winning streak i think i fingers crossed i'd love it if it happened but i mean we're never going to see a streak like that ever again i don't think or at least not for a couple more seasons from any team because that was it was absolutely unbelievable what they did yeah i that made me think of like I'm I'm worried about with the actual league what's going to be happening with the shock and if they're just going to do it again because they bought all <laughs> the best players. That's a conversation for a different time. But yeah, the insane win streak that the British Hurricanes went on is one that not only do I not think it's going to happen again, I don't really want it to happen again. I like when there's more competition between these teams and it's not this completely known uh, outcome. You know, I like when you go into a match and you're like, who's going to win? It's so frustrating for the commentators for the audience and for the players when they're like you know you know why are we going against this team we know what the outcome's going to be that's frustrating so i like when there's more of an even play there you were saying you don't like to watch a team get snowballed or all of the teams get snowballed it's not as interesting yeah i like the idea that you can and some people are really cocky as well like i'm I'm not going to go into it because I'm no longer allowed. Again, look at Squiddy's face. I'm no longer allowed to talk about the San Francisco shock. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I'll keep it brief. But there are some players, looking at you, Super, that are really, really <laughs> cocky. And I think when they've got that streak behind them and they are just unbeatable, that cockiness is no longer charming. It's just annoying. Whereas you see moments like that from teams that are maybe mid-tier or if... Like, I love Chips's cockiness. It's just, because it's just completely unwarranted. And I love it. And I think it's great. And that is charming. Whereas when you win in every match, that cockiness is just arrogance. I, I will not stand for positivity directed towards Chips on any podcast. <laughs> I'm positive about everybody, though. No, that's fine. Apart just from not Chips. Apart from Super. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I do have a lot of... Re- I just want to point out before people start flaming me in the comments, I do have a lot of respect for Super. and I'm I like 100, Super. Yeah, I'm 100% yeah. joking every time I, I bash on him. It's just because he makes it so easy to do. Sorry, I, Super. He just turned 21. Happy God. birthday. A babby. I know. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just looking. Young and beautiful this season is, I think, that's the team to beat in EU contenders. They've got one, two, three, four former Overwatch League players who were definitely not washed up. They were just unlucky to not find a team next season. I think you got Nico, Ben, Best, Cruz, and Boombox. That's just absolutely you insane. You know I'm a fan instantly. Is it Ben Best by any chance? 
No. <laughs> I would like a team because of Ben Best. That man is an absolute triumph. He's he's an Adonis. Why wouldn't you be into that guy? He's crazy. I love, I love Ben Best. <laughs> he has no right to be on an esports team. He's just like, go model. Just do that. And, and now he's on Young and Beautiful, which is like... He's, it defines just, him. Yeah. Just perfect. Yeah. Chef's they're they're a team to beat because their uh, their graphics are obscenely nice. I will easily say they have some of the best tier two graphics in the whole league. It is stunning. They use every color and they're proud about it and they're just they own it and it's just gorgeous. I am so excited for all the young beautiful matches. Living for it and the yeah. so, the social media in general is really funny. Oh my god, um, yeah! <laughs> like the video that they like the little love letter all they the posted videos. to the spit, uh, the hurricane was really good but do you not find that overwatch in general the teams are really up in their game over the last season when it comes to their online presence and the social media and what they put out there's a lot of humor there oh definitely yeah i think it's been great i think this is one of the things we have to thank the pandemic for in a very twisted way i think without it they may not have pushed as much for this online content because they would have had home stands to go to and the fact that they weren't able to meant they had to go through other avenues and i think that as tony said um young people have got great graphics i think hurricane's graphics are quite good as are hanging nines um quite good <laughs> quite good i would say yeah definitely quite good pushing push Pushing excellent. Pushing excellent. He's, he's never going to come back. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not here to have you guys be sick of fans. I want you to tell me things to improve. I'm not, I don't come here to be, to be praised. I, I want be... more Comic Sans. That's what would do it for me. Comic Sans what? isn't bad. I, I will always defend Comic Sans and Papyrus. They're just always used in the wrong situations. There was a... <laughs> in my hometown, there was a funeral home that used Comic Sans for oh, their logo. God. A time and a place. And it's always the wrong time and place. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of like um, putting out all this amazing content and really supporting the contenders team, I know we met a kind of a, I would call it a pact. It's not a pact. It's not quite that serious. But we said on the podcast last season that we were going to watch contenders a lot more closely coming into this season. And I think with a lot of overwatch league players and talent being unlucky and going into t2 i think a lot more people might do the same and f kind of follow them there and the idea of that really excites me because t2 is scrappy and it's just a completely different beast to the overwatch league and it deserves so 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 much more love i'm um, a nuki recently wrote a twit longer which i can only call a love letter to eu contenders and it is absolutely beautiful and if you've not seen it you do need to go and read it because we cannot do it justice. Definitely not. And I think that our, that thing, the tweet longer she wrote definitely harked back to a message that she gave us or in all the interviews she's done is about building that culture and making a making EU contenders something to shine. I think we saw in the videos that all the people made, like was it Young and Beautiful, Sheer Cold, saying that we, we want British Hurricane to do well because they are one of two... Uh, <laughs> E, like team still got an overwatch league team and contender side so hurricane do need to do well and we want this pinnacle we want to show the world off how good eu contenders is because 
I was watching some Korean contenders this afternoon, and, or morning even, and oh my god, the talent in that league is absolutely ridiculous. It's unfair. It's, it it's is ab- another yeah. complete different tier. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. But I think, yeah, it's just... Contenders is definitely something to get behind, and as we're still waiting for the league, or even during the league, it's definitely worth tuning in and seeing what happens because i think i can more easily replicate what happens at contenders than at overwatch league level not saying i'm contenders level absolutely not i am plat i think trash. that's what he said i'm pretty I'm sure plat that's trash. what he said i am plat trash is what I, I i that is what i'm saying i am plat trash but it'd be interesting the strats that's what i would i will copy the strats on my uh contenders it's, it's more accessible um yes and i i appreciate kiwi's commentary on you know having a tier one focused team kind of filter down into tier two allows people to access it more readily i think also having the entirety of the british hurricane team go up to tier one with the london spitfire there's a lot of aspects of people kind of having these blinders on for tier one where they completely sleep on tier two and they're very innovative matches they're very creative players there's a lot of fun that they get up to and you're talking about those strats they're strats that would be a benefit to tier one if they were open to integrating them you have a lot of experimentation you have a lot of fun Mm. and i watched a lot of the australian contenders mostly because i like frogger and (laughs) there is crazy stuff that they're doing that they can go into every match as a meme and just meme the whole time and still win and you're like there's something they're doing that's working and if you can integrate that into normal playstyle to mix things up, to take crazy stuff, Glad's was doing that a little bit last season where they would try different strategies and it would really confuse their teams that they were playing against. I see a lot of that possibility from Tier 2 where they can innovate and create stuff that is adopted by Tier 1 and vice versa. There's that, that sharing that's happening that needs to happen more. I feel like it's the Chengdu effect all over again where <laughs> you, you throw a team in there that's doing something that's just so batshit that no one else knows how to deal with it. And if people don't learn how to counter that or they don't bother learning how to counter that, you're going to keep picking up wins in, like you said, in in a memeable fashion that you just should not be picking up these wins. And like you said, Australian contenders is nuts. And I urge anyone who's never sat and watched an Australian contenders game go and do it because you will have the best time of your life but I think that's part of the reason a lot of people are excited for the new hurricane like Spitfire I'm going to call it a tunnel like a channel tunnel sure but that that natural osmosis between the two and watching the former hurricane now Spitfire play in tier 1 because will they bring the same kind of strategies and meme ability that you could get away with in T2 into T1 or will they just try and close it off and conform I hope not it has to be a balance (laughs) it has to be a balance there's there's going to be conformity with like you you were talking about both of you were talking about earlier the amount of high level play that all of these guys get up to they're going to have to have these strategies that they play around and conform to. But they have to be open to trying new things, trying new comps. Um, any teams that weren't up to dealing with the hero pools suffered if you didn't have that adaptability. 
Um, and I know there's aspects of that that are unfair, where you can't just force people to play against type and play heroes they're not comfortable with. But if you're just a one-trick, it's trickier to make your uh, make your place in the league. Do you think we're going to have moments with hero pools next year that can live up to the moment where Nori chose May? I think that I, I agree with that. I, I think about the frustration that any of those players had where maybe they were having to stay up four or five extra hours every day to play against type and not use May, and they're like, the cat picked this. <laughs> the, the, the cat is why I'm suffering. Um, I think that there will certainly be moments like that. Uh, it pointed more towards that there was a problem going into that hero pool week where it was like, this is an issue that I don't think Nori needed to solve. You know, <laughs> like, the the fact that we put this on the pet is is a problem. <laughs> yeah, I, think I don't think we will, because the hero pools are only in two tournaments next season, and I think it's for longer duration, so it's not that weekly hero pool changes, which I don't think was great for the league, but... How long I, did I, they last now? I don't know. Maybe the entire... <laughs> I the entire the tournament entire... kind of deal. Yeah, but ex- but excluding like the finals of that tournament, okay. which doesn't make sense to me. As we said last season, the competitive integrity just goes out the window if you mm. have limited for the group stages, but then widen it out for the uh, for the, like, the finals. I don't I don't like that in the same way. Your problem is. I think it's going to highlight what teams have that adaptability even more if mm. it's for longer periods of time. Because if you come up against a band hero that really screws over your team and it's for, say, two weeks instead of one and you can't adapt to that, then you are royally screwed. Mm. So I think... But looking at a lot of the pickups that people have made in the off-season... They've made deep DPS changes. They've got it there feels depth. like there's a lot more depth to most teams now than there was before although if we are doing hero pool bands again i nominate custer's pet chicken to do one week yes please. can you imagine you know like how you said can you imagine that player that's like the cat did this to me <laughs> a chicken the chicken <laughs> a chicken put me in this predicament he'll he'll It'd take it out at a at a chicken restaurant he'll get his anger out <laughs> wow vicious wow. And I think, I think there, before we go into any more chicken murder, we'll, we'll end the episode there before we become masochists. Thank you all so much for watching. If you want to get involved with us, please comment down below as to what you think is going to happen for the future Overwatch League and Contender seasons for both Spitfire and Hurricane. And if you want to get involved with us on social media, all our Twitters are down below. If you don't have a favourite... And you don't want to follow us individually, you can follow us all at Hanger9 on Twitter or LDN Hanger9 underscore Hanger9 on Instagram. And of course, don't forget to join our Discord. It's where all the fun happens. We have match chats to watch the live games all together as a group, as a big family until all the restrictions are lifted and we can actually meet in human person. Uh, which will be great, but all the online viewing party is always good fun. And of course, we have games nights and different events going on. So please come on down and join. And then until next time, everyone, support tier two. Wash your hands and aces high. Fangs out and hang loose.
Oh, okay. 